Hey guys, Reed Goosens here. Now before we dive into today's show, I quickly want to tell you about some exciting things happening in 2018. Now in a few months time, I will be launching my brand spanking new book appropriately titled Investing in the US, The Ultimate Guide to US Real Estate. And it is all the best bits from this show transformed into a book. Now, as you are all loyal listeners on this show, we are doing a pre-launch book giveaway. So what you have to do in order to participate in this pre-launch book giveaway is just shoot me an email. It's pretty simple. At info, that's I-N-F-O at readgoosens.com. And in the subject line, you can put the words Kraken book. And in return, I will shoot you back a link where you can go and pre-order your copy of my new book. Now remember, in that link, there will be an area where you can put the code Kraken, C-R-A-C-K-I-N, and that will enable you to get a discount. I want to thank you all for tuning in. The reason why I do this show is because of my loyal listeners, and this is a way of me giving back to you guys by helping you. You can pre-order the book and get it for free before we launch in a couple of months' time. All right, now back into the show. Be a student of life and be always have the beginner's mind. And Zen Buddhism, they have the theory of the beginner's mind. And they talk about leaving your mind empty like an empty rice bowl, right? Because if it's empty, if the mind is empty, it can absorb new information, right? But our ego comes into play and it says, oh, well, you know everything, so you can't learn anything new, right? And then we, we're not able to process new information and, and grab new wisdom. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's guide to U.S. real estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S. podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the U.S., how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jake Woodard. 
Jake is a transformational mentor, speaker, and author. He guides people to gain clarity, confidence, and awaken their inner badass. Now, I will say it in my American tone, inner badass. His own struggles and challenges have made him passionate about helping others in their own journey and about helping them unlock their fulfill and fulfill their own potential. I'm really excited to have him on the show, but enough out of me. Let's get him out of here. G'day, Jake. Welcome to the show. How do you doing, mate? Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me here, brother. Hey, bud. We absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We met a couple of months back at um, the Rod Cleef event in Los Angeles, which was here, which was a really credible event. And I got to know you a little bit. And, and since then, we've been I've been following your you online, and and we're going to get into what you do in a little bit. But before we do, can you tell us how you made your first ever dollar as a kid uh, for pocket change? <laughs> Um, so honestly, you know, I, I'm thinking about it in, in my mind. I grew up in a small farm town in upstate New York about, you know, on like 50 acres of land running through the woods, you know, grew up on farms and ponds and everything. Right. So the first dollar I ever made, I was probably about nine years old and I threw hay. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. thrown hay before your listeners have ever thrown hay, <laughs> but it's, it's not something for like, you know, the weak individual because it really like kicked my ass. And, <laughs> you know, I was, I learned a lot cause I actually started to really enjoy it because I learned a lot about myself and I kind of grew more into that, you know, mindset of that grit, you know, toughness and work. And, you know, it, it, a lot of people that meet me now, they're like, Oh wow, you're from a small town in upstate New York and grew up on farms and everything. It's, it's kind of funny. And, you know, the other thing that was right side by side with that is I was working construction with my father who was, you know, very, very intense and very like hard to work with. And, you know, I was pounding nails with him at like nine or 10 years old. So about the same time I was throwing hay. So I got a lot of physicality early on in life. That's awesome. That's, that's incredible. I actually grew up riding horses. So the daily grind of getting up early and, you know, throwing hay as they say, I didn't throw hay, but I definitely was up mucking out stables. You know, I've spent a bit of a few summers working, constructing pools. And it's, it's, it's that inner uh, challenge and the struggle as a kid to get through hard days work and to learn what a hard days work is uh, to earn a dollar. It's really important, I think, to set up the story um, for anyone's you know, entrepreneurial life because you have, as you said, that grit, that you know, that sort of grit, grit your teeth to get up and dust your knees off and say, yeah, this is bloody hard, but I'm going to earn that, you know, that, that dollar at the end of the day that, I, you know, that I've worked so hard for and then I can put it to good use. So, so, mate, awesome stuff. So tell me, explain the story from going from a nine-year-old hammering nails and throwing hay to what you do now and how you got there. Man, so when I was about six years old, I would say, you know, I just had so much energy. Right. And I think a lot of children have energy, but I just couldn't sit still. And my mother was constantly threatening to send me off to military school for boys. And she's like, Jake, if you do not start behaving, you are going to this military school. I promise you, you're going to (laughs) go. So I'm like, well, shit, I don't know what to do with all this energy that I have. Right. So I discovered something called Twinkies. And I became severely addicted to sugar, so much to the point that my mother had to hide the snacks in the snack cabinet because I would just rip through all the snacks and just eat them all. And I was very overweight as a child and a lot of my teenage years. In fact, to the point I grew up to about 240 pounds and I'm about 170 now. So, you know, I was bullied and picked on as a young kid for, you know, being that fat kid. You know, I, I was the type that had to shop in the quote unquote, husky section in, in, the, in, the, in the department, right? 
But, you know, that was kind of the surface level to my pain, Reed. The real awakening moment for me, the first awakening moment, there was many of them, was my older sister, Jocelyn, who was my best friend, right? She was four years older than me. She was super smart. She was bold. And she just really didn't care what other people thought. And she just had so much going for her in her life. She was popular. You know, she was really kind of just the, the, the coolest thing I thought ever. And I would just constantly break into her bedroom, looking to hang out with her and her friends. And I can remember the day I was 13 years old and I was breaking into the bathroom to pour ice cold water on her because she was in the shower and it was just a stupid prank, you know, some dumbass kid would do. Right. And so I, I'm trying to get in the door. I'm fidgeting with the door and I couldn't get it. So I just kicked open the door. And I bust open the door and she, she's laying there on the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, why is she on the ground? And I ran over to her to see what happened because she was unconscious at this point. And she had a needle in her arm. Wow. And at that point, she had legally overdosed on heroin. So, and it still gives me chills to like even think about this image to, to, to this day in my mind. And I started screaming and crying. I was like yelling for my mom, like, what happened? What happened? I'm screaming. I'm shaking her. Like, I'm trying to wake her up. And we had gotten her to the hospital, like revitalized or whatever. And about a year later, I was living with my mother and my younger sister, Jasmine, who was also three or four years younger than me. And Jocelyn was living in the basement and she had been doing heroin for the, the year. It was just a crazy mess, monster in the basement type, you know, deal. And I can remember we were fighting in the kitchen and it wasn't like this brother, sister loving, like, Oh, I hate you fight. Like, no, this was a war. And Jocelyn took out a 12 inch butcher's knife. And she said, I'm going to fucking stab you with this. And I didn't know what to do. So I ran to my bedroom and locked the door, slammed the door. And I said to myself, I said, well, what do you do now? And I started punching the ground. I was so upset. I was crying. I was wailing. And I was so angry. I had all this energy inside of me. It just like wanted to come out. And it was like these demons were inside of me. And I looked up in the corner of my room where I kept a single gauge, 20 gauge shotgun and or single barrel, 20 gauge shotgun that I had gotten for Christmas. And I thought about ending it all now. And I, I thought to myself, I said, well, I could just take this gun and just, you know, take my life right now. And in that moment, what I thought I found was actually like hate and anger and fear and everything else. I actually started to find love because I found love for myself. I found love for my younger sister who was also hiding in her bedroom across the hallway. I started to love my family, you know, and fast forward seven years of overcoming alcoholism to, you know, a toxic relationship with my father that was also very physically and emotionally abusive. He tried killing me multiple times. And, you know, overcoming obesity to losing over 70 pounds, I got into personal development. And I, I, and this one thing really changed my life was this point when I got to the point of, I can continue to be a victim of my life, or I can start to take responsibility for it. So I started taking responsibility for it. And I, I went on to do all these healing modalities and read five, 600 books, worked with all these great mentors, started going to all these seminars, started watching YouTube videos and audiobooks and podcasts. And I honestly just became obsessed with developing myself. So when I got to the point of, okay, I'm, I'm pretty healed now. Like I don't, I don't really you know, need much more to continue healing. I thought to myself, I said, all right, well now what do you do? 
and you know, that point I, I, you know, went on to become an author. I started doing life coaching and I just really wanted to serve people at the highest capacity, help them heal, you know, those wounds that they have. And that's, that's kind of my story, man. In a, in a brief introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that's an incredible introduction. I think you know, just, it's, it's also very deep and, and dark. It has some, some pretty dark corners, you know, heroin overdose and, you know, family violence and, and all that sort of stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. So good on you, I guess, for, for getting out of it and, and having the wherefore to not turn to an easy out and, 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 you know, ending it all there when you had, you know, the, your lowest point, because I'm sure a lot of people can understand or have been to low points in their lives as entrepreneurs, as, you know, dealing with family members, as growing up in this society, you know, we, we all struggle, we all have our own shit, right? And it's about how we deal with it. And I think the biggest thing I just took away from that introduction is there is not being a victim. So many people have excuses. You know, it's these barriers of excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse before they're actually going to get off their ass and do something and say, hey, it's my, I can control the outcome here. I don't have to rely on Joe or Bob or my boss or my mom or my sister or my grandfather or whoever. And it's taking that responsibility and and owning it and then making a change for the better. So it sounds like you've done an incredible amount of, of change. And man, a pretty pretty sober start to, to this interview. You know, it's uh, I'm pretty usually energetic, but you've got me <laughs> you've got me down. But no, in a good way, but in a good way. I wanna it's 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 well, kudos I learned to you, that man, vulnerability so. connects with people, man. And once I learned that, like when I expose my wounds and other people can say, Okay, now I feel safe to move forward with this. And it's the key to connection, man. So like, I know, like, especially as men, we're taught, oh, you got to be tough. You can't, you know, show your wounds. That That is so far wrong, man. Like when I learned that the key to connection is vulnerability and being transparent and being real and being raw, I started having these amazing relationships with people in my life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think being that vulnerable shows people um, uh, that you're going to let the curtains down a little bit and not have to have all those, as I said, those barriers up, those blocks up. So um, pretty incredible stuff, mate. This show is obviously about investing here in the United States, but a lot of investing and making decisions, becoming an entrepreneur and successfully running your own business. You know, I've interviewed a lot of people on this show, um, but we, we don't talk a lot about that mindset. And that's why I've got you on the show today to talk about that mindset, that, that, that shift of that control that, it, you know, it, it essentially at the end of the day, the responsibility lands with at your feet, at our feet, and to, to take control of our life. And what, the way in which we approach that, some people have a lot of, um, uh, what's the word, I guess, uh, they're scared. They're scared to approach that control in a way which they can harness that inner energy. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you help people approach it differently so they're not so scared, they're not got those walls up and those barriers in order to be successful and go on to be the best person they can be? Right. Yeah. And, and my response to that is there is no cookie cutter way because everybody has a different story. Everybody has different, you know, risk tolerances and what they can handle, what they're going to do. And honestly, you know, what I've, I've learned is, is I think everybody has the capability of being an entrepreneur, like a little, a little more background on me too. I, I got the dream job, right? I was making upwards of six figures, dream job, easy work, great benefits, everything, but my spirit wasn't fulfilled there. So a few years back, I put in my resignation letter and I left the company and became a full-time entrepreneur. And we could talk more about that later, but you're talking more about the mindset and getting real with yourself, getting real and putting that mirror to your face and saying, okay, this is where I lack, but this is why 
mentors are so powerful because they can put that mirror to your face for you and they can hold you accountable. Right. And I know you have mentors just like I have mentors. I'm a mentor. I believe you you do mentoring as well. Right. Correct. Yeah. So it, it, and we see the value in it. So having that mirror to your face and, and getting real with yourself and actually being, you know, kind of forced to deal with your own stuff as I like to call it, you know, I mean, sometimes we can do that to ourselves, but then oftentimes it's hard to see our own blind spots. So getting real with yourself first and foremost, and then the next step is actually dealing with your fears because it's always fear. Everything ties down to either fear or love in every human emotion, right? So we have to identify the blocks, you know, whether it's the, for example, maybe it's a fear of going broke. Maybe it's a fear of being rejected. Maybe it's a fear of failing. Maybe it's a fear of being lonely. That's a big one for a lot of people. The fear of not being enough. Whatever those fears are, you have to identify them and you actually have to start challenging those limiting beliefs to live a better life. And you're actually, all you're really doing is rewiring your mind because you've been programmed to be fearful. And if you look at a child, you have kids, right? No. Oh, I thought 30, 32, man. I don't have kids just yet. <laughs> they're, they'll be coming. Well, for your listeners that have kids, you know, you look at a child and they're so innocent and they don't have a bunch of fear. In fact, the only two fears that we are born with is the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling, right? So as we grow older and become quote unquote adults, I'm doing air quotes for that one, we get programmed to be fearful we get bombarded with all these bills and we got society telling us exactly how to be and our guidance counselors telling us to go to this prestigious school and we got to have this job and we got to make this amount of money. And if we don't have it, we're going to be a massive failure. Right. It's all programming, man. Right. No, it's, it's so incredible. I, I was listening to a podcast just recently about, and there's a book by a British author and I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm just Google it. It's something to do. It's, it's related to, um, harnessing your inner child you know when you're when you're a child as an entrepreneur you don't you, you don't you don't ask the questions of what's going to happen you just do it right you just go out and you 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 jump off a ledge because you just do it because it sounds fun you don't have any limiting beliefs or limiting um issues that are going to hold you back from achieving what you're going to set out to do and having that harnessing that inner child as an entrepreneur to get things started, to get the ball rolling, to get off the fence is really important because we are, you're right, you, we think we're going to have to go to this prestigious school. We think we can't quit our job to go pursue an entrepreneurial life because who's going to pay the bills and what about my 401k and all that sort of stuff. We have these ah, these things yelling at us and you're constantly looking at other people, but it's you're right, it's programmed into us. And if we can only harness that inner, that inner child in this uh, one particular book, uh, it's by a British author. I can't remember the name, but go please go Google it. It's an incredible <laughs> book about that and, and what they say about harnessing that that inner child to, to be a successful entrepreneur. So, right. Given that yeah. inner child attention, you know, in, in psychology, th- there's the inner child and a lot of people don't deal with that inner child. So the average person walking around in our society has the development of about a 13-year-old because they don't really <laughs> develop much past that, right? And you know, boys, boys more so than girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think, I think it can go both ways. I mean, obviously, you know, men have their strengths and weaknesses and so do women. So I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, but they also, when they come into harmony, which is kind of off topic, they, they can really come into alignment and, you know, right. you know, the, the, the energy is there to, to really come into a beautiful, you know, harmony. 
Right. I, I know you mentioned a bunch of limiting factors, but you know, let's just if we go back through them again, you, you talk about rejection. Mm. Um, a lot of people are fearful of rejection and, and about fearful of taking that next step in their investing career, uh, in, in their, their life, taking control of their life, life by design. I know personally, uh, when I was grappling with leaving my engineering job to go and pursue this investing full time, you know, I'm an engineer. I've got this very black and white brain <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> I need to earn X amount of money in these investments before I'm going to go and do this. And if I don't hit this, I'm not going to be able to do this and it was very one or the other and it came someone said to me one time it was very powerful it's like the lights on the road are never always going to be green at once it's just never going to happen so you have to at once some stage take a take a leap of faith now i'm not saying for everyone listening out here go quit your day job but i definitely had those inner demons about rejection and limitations you know so what how do you coach your your students your your followers around that because it's easy enough for me to say it i moved to the united states seven years ago had you know, not a brass razoo to my name, and now I'm investing in multi-million dollar deals. So how do you, it's easy enough for me to say, but how do you teach someone about it? Because it's there's a difference between just doing it and teaching it. Yeah, like I said, you know, and everybody's different. So every listen that you have is going to be a little bit different. But I mean, there are some principles kind of behind this. And basically, you know, the thousands of people that I've worked with, I'd be an idiot to have not seen patterns by now, right? So the, the really thing is getting clear it, because when people don't have clarity, it's hard to go forward, right? So the fears of rejection, you know, that's a pretty common one. I would say identifying that you first have the fear because if you're not even conscious of it, you can't even challenge it, right? It's like if you had a stick stuck into your ribs and you didn't know it was there, it's going to keep hurting you, right? <laughs> and that's kind of like these fears too, honestly, Reed. So once we identify that fear, we have to begin to chip away at it, right? And as you chip away at that fear, it weakens the fear. And, and I give the analogy of if you look at like a brick wall, right? And you walk up to that brick wall and you pull a brick out and you pull another brick out and you pull another brick out, you weaken the structure of that wall. So your wall of fear, we will call it, which is mainly heavily induced by the ego, the ego mind, mm -hmm. The wall of fear, you begin to take those bricks out and it starts to crumble that wall. And eventually, and, and you do this, by the way, this is done. Here, here's, here's my theory, my philosophy, if you will. Pain is the catalyst for change. It will inspire someone to change. Being uncomfortable will force you to grow. So pain is the catalyst for change. Being uncomfortable will force you to grow. If you stay in an area of comfort, you don't ever grow. Like if you don't stretch as a person, you don't expand your level of consciousness because when you get, when you get in a painful situation and, and maybe you say like your girl broke your heart, you're right. going to find answers to heal yourself. I promise you, you'll start reading books, you'll do whatever it can, or what most people do in the unfortunate way is they go back into another relationship and repeat the same thing over and over right? And we all see it. I've done it myself. I've been guilty multiple times of doing this because I thought I was going to heal by jumping to another relationship. But it's like, we just jumped into the same relationship again because we didn't heal ourselves, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, honestly, you have to do things that are going to force you to be uncomfortable. Like if you're an introverted person and you don't like networking, do it. You know, like what, <laughs> I, this, this is a little extreme of an example, but on one of my birthdays a few years ago, I wanted to go skydiving, right? 
And I call up my buddies. I'm thinking like, yeah, they're gonna be all jacked up about it. Like, yeah, they're gonna love going skydiving. And I get them on the phone and they, they, they're like, no, what? You're gonna, <laughs> gonna jump out of a plane? And so I convinced them to do it, man. And like stepping out of that plane, like in, within that 30 second free fall at like 120 miles an hour, you have every single fear, thought, love, whatever, <laughs> go through your mind in like, like a, like a flash. And, and then dude, you go through that and like, you just start to float when you drift. And in life, it's kind of the same way. At first, when you take that initial step out of the plane and you go through that first, you know, really rough phase of starting up and building momentum, then you hit that point of kind of free floating. And then you kind of just guide, you know, you just glide into it, right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's a whole theory too of like when, when a rocket ship takes off from the earth, it faces most of the resistance. It burns most of its fuel before it even gets out of that, you know, that ozone layer where I'm not like a scientist or whatever, whatever layer it breaks through. <laughs> but, and then you start to coast, you begin to build momentum, right? So as you do things that make you uncomfortable, like little recap here, as you do more things that make you uncomfortable, and I'm not saying like to the point of go run out in front of cars because, you know, that's not something intelligent, right? But doing things that you know you should be doing, feeling the fear and going towards it, right? And, and I believe it was Tim Ferriss that quoted this, that he said, what we fear doing the most, we most should do, right? Or something right. like that, you know? So it, what we most should usually do. And yeah, man, it, it's just the fear that holds people back. It's, it's that, that adage as well from T uh, Tony Robbins, which I love. Um, and it is ch change, uh, change, what is it? Change your life change your story or change your story, change your life. Yeah. So if you've, if you've changed your story because you've gone out and done something incredible and, or whatever it might be, you're going to change your, your life. And so having that fear of, you know, when people, I talk to people about like, you moved from half across the world, you quit your job in Australia, you just moved here for, because you wanted to. It's like, yeah, I wanted to. I just, Australians have got this weird DNA where we want to just travel the world and experience everything. It's like, screw it, fuck hey, it, I'm let's go. I'm on board with that, man. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I, I, uh, I recently moved 3,000 miles away from my home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You and know? it's just like, it's it's about empowering yourself to take. Now, I was scared as hell when I first got on that plane. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, leaving. How did you leaving. deal with it? I just knew there was something about me that I just knew that I needed to take that next step because there's my I'm I'm an entrepreneur through and through because I have that inner feeling of you stay you stay put, you're gonna be dead. Right, you're gonna. You need to go and keep challenging yourself. You need to go keep pushing yourself. Like you, like you, as you're saying, was a kid. You had a lot of energy. You want to keep going, pushing. It's how you harness that energy. Now I was a little bit different. I didn't. I didn't. I have a lot of energy, but I didn't. You know, I wasn't crazy or anything like that. I didn't love <laughs> tweakies, but I knew. I I knew that. Um, you I wanted you to. Been into one. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They didn't probably come to Australia. My parents wouldn't allow me. Oh, to you're lucky, them. man. <laughs> but but the fact it's is, like it's, crack. <laughs> But the fact is, it's like you have to challenge yourself. And, you, and you just what you said, if you don't challenge yourself and you don't change your story, you're not going to be able to change your life. And I think, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable is is so important, right? right. And, and, and that's when you become so much more wanting. As soon as you start asking that one question, I remember I asked myself, like, and, and I talked to my wife about this. And she's like, before I met you, I never had, she, she said to me, I never had the thought in my mind that I could be my own boss one day. And wow. since I've met you, I now am achieving that. And it's just like those little things that over time, as you just said, those little steps, all of a sudden you start asking 
bigger and bigger and bigger questions and it's just going and going and going. So it's, it's, in, it's an absolutely incredible journey, but I, you know, you're the guest. I want to get more out of you, but no, you you got tons of wisdom too, man. And it's, I, I will turn around and ask you questions cause I, I love to learn. <laughs> and, and that's, I want to, I want to, before I go back to, I want to expand on the story part. Sure. Be a student of life and be always have the beginner's mind and Zen Buddhism. They have the theory of the beginner's mind and they talk about leaving your mind empty, like an empty rice bowl, right? Because if it's empty, if the mind is empty, it can absorb new information, right? But our ego comes into play and it says, oh, well, you know everything, so you can't learn anything new, right? And then we, we're not able to process new information and, and grab new wisdom. But, you know, people like you have amazing experiences and learning through other people is a great way. That's why, like, I love books and, you know, learning through other people is an amazing way. I want to go back and expand on the story because this sure. is probably the most powerful thing that can shift someone's mindset mm -hmm. is this. If you're at a point in your life and you're telling yourself a story, you have to first become aware and conscious of the story. For example, if you're telling yourself that, well, this is just too hard. I can't figure it out. You put that, that, that vibration in your mind, right? And that vibration energetically is going to expand. Okay. So, Doing that limiting story in your mind, you create your physical reality based off the story that you're telling yourself. So when we learn to actually identify the story and we stop telling ourselves limiting stories, like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or this is too hard, I can't figure it out. When you choose and when you put the words I am in front of your life and I am the creator of my life, I will figure this out, I'm going to do this and you give yourself your power back. So for your listeners, you have to identify your stories and your limiting beliefs of where you are not, right? And, and that's a great thing about a mentor is they help you to discover where you are not so you can get to where you want to be, right? Right. So it's really the story, man, and rewiring and reframing that story, a story that's going to nourish your soul and, and get you to what you want to do in life and start doing it. No, hundred percent. And I, I talk a little bit on this show. Um, there's a couple of a couple of people I follow, and, and a key person of influence is one of them, uh, Dan Priestley and um, Carl. Uh, I forget his last name, but he's really really influential. I'm really good today on a Friday afternoon. You can tell I'm remembering everyone. Um, but they talk a lot about it, about standing on a mountain of value. Like everyone is standing on a mountain of value, and and it talks. It's a little bit of a different context. It's talking about how you grow your business and how you become a thought leader and all that sort of stuff. But the same adage can apply when you're talking about about the I, the, the I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. Like, remember that you're st everyone's standing on a mountain of value and everyone has a great story that someone will want to hear one day and that you can do it. Like you are good enough to go out and, um, you know, take, take the ball, take the world by the balls and, and, and make a go of it because that's exactly right. We get, we get too caught up with the chatter in our head and we're, you know, we're, we're constantly sitting at our own movie for 24 hours a day, seven days of the week, 365 days a year. And it, you're always like, oh, what's that one person doing over there? Oh, what's that person doing over there? It's like, you've got to remember, you are the control and you've got to keep saying that, you know, I am in control of my own movie theater. Uh, yes, I want to look at other people, but you've got to run your own race, and, but you can also do it. And, and having those limiting beliefs, it can, it, can taking the sh it can help take the shackles off by just doing daily habits to say that I can do this. I am confident. And again, what you said before, taking those little steps towards um, you know, achieving and pushing that boundary. Here's a simple neurological hack for your listeners. The next time you're going through something difficult, 
say the words, this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. And you start repeating this in your mind, and I promise you, it, you start to smile because it's almost like so stupid because you're like, I'm working out, and say you're trying to like really lose some weight, and you're at the gym, and like I know I even do this in my mind when I'm, when I'm working out real hard, and I'll say this to my mind, I'll say, this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. And all of a sudden, it starts to bring in new energy. It's like, okay, this is pretty easy, right? And that's a story. You're right. telling yourself a different story. Right. It's that powerful, man. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's incredible. And, and I actually want to get a little bit into that because there's, we can talk, uh, again, I'm an engineer. We can talk all about the high lofty 30,000 foot level of kumbaya, let's go, like create different mindsets and yeah, let's just do it. How do we do it? Like, how does one, what are the hacks? Like, that's one, just the, this is easy, this is simple. What was the last one? This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. <laughs> what are other hacks that you like and you teach to your to your students that help them, um, you know, and I'm talking a hack like that, a huge thing that helped me personally was starting to journal. Like, that was just something simple, so simple, writing my goals down every single day. That changed, again, it was a slight change but it put me on into a trajectory of, you know, out of this world. So what hacks can you, you can tell for my listeners? Journaling is beautiful, man. And honestly, so the one thing that I, I've actually held on to and I will for my, in my entire life, and I believe me, I've, I've done a lot of different healing modalities, different hacks, whatever you want to call them, is meditation. Meditation is the best gift that you can give yourself in this lifetime. And as a fat kid with a stutter who couldn't sit still with ADD, ADHD, and the doctors would have threw 10 bottles of scripts at me that was placed in all the assisted learning classes in school. Five years ago when I sat down and meditated, I couldn't sit still. But I started out small. And I, I did five minutes. And I grew up to 10 minutes and then 15. And now I meditate two to three times a day for 20 to 30 minutes. And it's like a muscle. You do, you do the same thing when you go to the gym. You're building stamina, right? So you work your spiritual muscle, your emotional muscle, your mental muscle when you're sitting there in a place of concentration. And meditation has been around for thousands of years. Meditation, mindfulness, whatever you want to call it. Some people think it's woohoo. I promise you, if you meditate and you do it on a consistent daily practice, it will begin to change your life. And the, the way that I teach my clients is it's very it's a very simple practice and basically you're going to sit into a, a dark room do you want me to share with you how i how i yeah, meditate yeah 100 100 <laughs> basically you know you sit in a dark room with your eyes closed and you touch your your pointer finger to your thumb on both hands lightly and that creates a circuit of energy within your body and basically you bring your awareness starting out to your breath so your eyes are closed you're bringing your awareness into your breath and you're breathing in through your nose and then out through your mouth. So in through your nose, out through your mouth, in through your nose, out through your mouth. And you can just sit there for 10 to 15 minutes to start out. And as the thoughts come into your mind, you're not trying to control your thoughts. You're just trying to release them as they come in. It's like I give the example of the ocean waves. They come in, they go back out. They come in, they go back out. And this is the point of stillness, right? And then you actually begin to communicate with that inner being within you right? Because those 60,000 thoughts that we have a day, it's always chattering that those voices are always chirping in your mind. And most, according to psychology, uh, approximately 80% of our thoughts are negative, right? Yep. So we actually begin to hear ourselves thinking and say, holy shit, this is really negative, right? So that's what meditation will do for you. It will show you where you're not. And then obviously there's things like mantra or chanting, but I mean, I'm not going to do that on your show, but that's kind of the next level to it where you actually develop a chant, like a OM, OM, 
and you begin to clear up your vibration that's called. And, you know, and then at the end of my meditation, I like to say my affirmation statements. So I'll say things like, I am abundant. I am loving. I am a powerful creator. I am a being of light. I am here to serve other people. I am prosperous. I am wealthy. I am healthy. Every single cell in my body is aligned. Everything going on in my life is exactly where I need to be. So I just sit there and say all these things and I just get so much energy and like you just, you come out of it and you're like, Wow, I feel good. Like, dude, dude, my dad, who is the most stubborn person I've ever met, which we now, by the way, have an amazing relationship because I forgave him. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but he called me after I taught him how to meditate. He's like, dude, I don't know what you did, Jake, but, but something changed. He goes, my life is different. And like, I'm like, all right, just keep doing it and see how much better it gets. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of meditation are you doing? Like you described, there's so many different forms of it. Uh, mm. I, I actually use, I started meditating to help me sleep better at night. Um, because again, it goes back to that chatter. I can't switch myself off. And so combat. That's a story combi- though. It is a story. And I it's can't a combination. Off. There's, a- <laughs> <laughs> there's a combination of writing stuff down, getting a pen and paper getting the thoughts out of my head onto paper helps clear my mind, which then can help me start relaxing for sleep time, which I then can follow up with meditation, um, which then helps me have a better night's sleep. Uh, I, 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 Like everyone, we think we always have this story of, you know, I'm too busy in the day to do it, but you have to find time for yourself and the Miracle Morning talks about it. Um, but making a habit out of something is so important. It's such a train. It's a trained thing. It doesn't just happen overnight. And so meditating and, and doing your affirmations that you talked about, are definitely something that I encourage all the listeners to try and start doing. Journaling and meditation, two very simple things. Mm. Go out and I challenge everyone listening to this show. I'm sure Jake's going to challenge you as well. Go out and, <laughs> and learn it. Become a learner. If they're ready. I never push If anything. they're ready. If I've they're ready, yeah. When- but you have to, as you said before, you have to be ready. If you're at the bottom of the barrel or you're, you, you want to change in your life and you're sick of the status quo, go and go and make a change. And again, you're the only one who can control that. Um, Jake, I wanted to ask you something that came to my mind. When you're diving out of a plane and you're going at, a, at the first 30 seconds, free falling to earth, you know, you know, it's very extreme. When you do get into that coasting mode, how do you not fall back into the habits you did before? Ooh, that's, that is a good question, <laughs> right? And complacency does kill. Okay. Yes. So yes, that's a great question. And that's why I, I have had people ask me before I told them my story. They're like, so do you ever like fall off track? And I'm like, no, because this is who I am. Right. And when you become it and you practice so much at it and you are just, this who is who you are, there is no going backwards. Right. Like I would never go back to being 70 pounds heavier than I am right now. Cause I felt that pain. So I always look back and I reflect. I don't live in the past and I don't encourage anybody to do that, but I reflect on the past and I remember why I am here where I am now. I remember why I lost all that weight because all the pain I felt. And I anchor that pain to being picked on and bullied again, right? I anchor that pain of having to go to a job and working with negative people for 10 hours a day that I don't want to be with. I anchor that pain of being in relationships, of being punched in the face by, by women in a relationship, right? That, that I appreciate women in my life so much more and I have such a respect for because I anchor pain, right? I look back at the past and I believe it was Steve, jo- Steve Jobs who said, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can only look, connect them looking backwards, right? So when we look back, we remember 
that we don't want to fall off. And when you build it who you are as a person, you will live in that state. And, and you really, and, and here's the thing, do I struggle at times? Hell yes. I mean, do you as well, Reed? Sure, hundred <laughs> percent. Like that's we we all do. It's it's part of it's part of life. It's part of being an entrepreneur. Right. And so yeah, I but sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. <laughs> it's it's contrast, man. So that contrast in life, it's like if there was no up, there would be no down. If there was no right. hot, there would be no cold. And that contrast gets us closer to where we want to be in life. So I'm always finding things that makes me feel good. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel good, if it doesn't feel like my spirit is in alignment with it and my energy is not in alignment because we all have intuition, right? Everybody on this planet is given one, whether you know it or not, and whether you're too numb to feel it, um, we, have, we have an intuition. So listening to that inner guidance system, like you have like a GPS in your car to get from point A to point B, it's the right. same thing within, within your mechanism in your, in your body, right? So I know you're an engineer and you're an analytical person. I can just tell just by listening as you talk, right? <laughs> so going within and listening to that guidance, you're able to get to where you wanna be that doesn't mean you're not going to hit turbulence along the way. Right. And, and right. most of the turbulence you hit is, is in that initial startup phase. It's the, hard, the first year of entrepreneurship is the hardest year. Well, that's a story, right? See, see how I caught well, that? It, it's difficult. It's, it's, some, it's, it's the first year is difficult. The first five years can be difficult. It can be, right. it, it's everyone's story or everyone's journey is different. But I, but, I, but I hear what you're saying. And I guess it's going into that daily habit of making sure you're doing things for yourself and not like I was definitely in bad habits of waking up phone straight on, Facebook checking, email checking. And I still sometimes fall into it. Trust me, I still do it. Like it's bad and I'm doing it. You know, I'm trying to like stop after nine o'clock at night, you know, everything goes off. After 7 p.m. it goes on all, uh, airplane mode so no one can email me, no one can call me. And like trying to do those little things and habits to break out of the thing that I'm doing. I know it's bad, but we all stumble, right? But again, I'm not stumbling to where I was because I've built up so much to get me to where I am today. And it's along those, it's those lessons that you learn. As you said, connecting the dots along the way, you say, I know it's good for me to meditate. I know it's good to, for me to take time out of my day to breathe. I know it's good for me to go and work myself. I know it's good for me to get really good sleep. So all those things we keep saying, and we know we have to do it. And that old age, oh, I know I should do this, but I just don't. Again, another story, like you said, freaking stop making excuses and just do it. Like it's not hard. <laughs> So I get so frustrated with people when they're like, when they're ready, oh, this, this, and that. When they're ready, but it take it take years. Sometimes people can get take years, and it's like, you know, I I'm gonna go live my own life while you get ready. To what I what I've learned along my journey because I, I started out pushing on people and it would frustrate me. What I learned is everyone is being exactly who they're supposed to be. Right. And we can't change people. We get the only thing that, and I always look back and I thought about how much it took to change me. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. sit here and I'm gonna have a conversation with somebody who's resistant. That's going to try to change. No, I'm not going to force anything. It just like the old adage says, the old statement, the old uh, quote or whatever, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And, you know, so when you're ready, you know, it, it's, just, it's, all, it's all when the person's ready. And, but don't get tricked in this paradigm of thinking, I'll never be ready because then right. you'll always be paralyzed and then you're just going to keep experiencing suffering. Right. Oh, I completely, completely agree. Mate, tell me, what do you got planned for the rest of 2018 and beyond? I know you've got a few exciting things happening with your podcast and book and stuff like that. Everything happens in this present moment, Reed. Nothing is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure. Right. Right. There's no goals. There's no aspirations. Yeah, no, you're no, just going no, to bad... cruise falling at 120 miles towards earth, right? And I don't just, think just, it's just, a bad thing happen. to have goals and dreams, but presence 
which brings me into this point, presence being present in the moment is one of the most powerful things that you can ever do in your life. Most people are so focused on the future. They're so focused on the past that they're never truly in this moment and they miss out on so much life. They miss out on the moments with their kids. They miss out on the moments with their, with their lover. They miss out on the moments at, at conversations with their friends because they're focused on the future. They're focused on the past. But you know, for me in 2018, man, I'm just going to keep spreading my message of, you know, hope, love, courage, and into other people through whatever outlet that is, man, and, and sharing my, my wisdom, my experiences that I've gained and also continuing to learn, continuing to grow as a person, continuing to be more present, working on, you know, my patience and working on, you know, just meditating deeper, going deeper within my own self. I mean, you know, continuing to obviously live a healthy lifestyle, exercising, eating, you know, nutritious foods and, you know, serving people, man, helping other people. I'm telling you, a mentor sent me this quote a few years back that I, that I had. And he said this quote to me, I always rung in my mind. And it was a quote by Zig Ziglar. And he said, you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Right. And, you know, you do that by first helping yourself because you can't help anybody if, if you can't do shit for yourself. But you start with yourself. And then once you find it, right? Like Pablo Picasso says, he says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away, right? So we discover these things about ourselves and then we say, okay, now I want to share, right? So we, we go out in the world and we, and we wanted to share this wisdom, like what, what you're doing right now with your podcast. You're so inspired. You're an entrepreneur. You're, you know, you're doing all this great stuff in the world because you were inspired. Right. That was the shift, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was inspired by someone else and that this show is now a way that in which I get my juju, I get my juice, I get my my things. I love talking. Like after I, I I'm always on cloud nine after I get off the podcast because I've interviewed, you know, cream of the crop or whatever yourself and just I'm so energetic. I'm like, let's go work out. <laughs> yeah, let's go do something. Let's go for a run. You know. Plus so, you got a really it, cool accent. I'm sure people love listening to you. Yeah, exactly. The Australian accent doesn't hurt. But <laughs> but 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 sorry, I, but back to you. Yeah. What so you I, I think it's incredible, but you also do have a podcast coming out, right? Right. Well, no, it's out right now. Oh, it's out right now. Sorry. What's it called? The Awake with Jake Show, How to Awaken Your Inner Badass. And nice. so I have, yeah, there's, there's like a bunch of episodes that I already launched. I did some really great interviews with other entrepreneurs. A lot. It's really like an entrepreneurial self-realization personal development, spiritual development podcast. And it really encompasses all of those things that I've learned and kind of anchors it down to give you kind of a blueprint for what you want in life to really sure. begin chipping away at what it is. And that's why I started this podcast, man. It was just to continue, like I said, one more outlet to serve people, right? And, and that's all we can do. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I, wanna, I want you to give me your top five investing tips. You ready to dive into it? Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it, man. What is the daily habit that you practice to keep on track towards your goals? You might have already answered this. We may have spent the whole show talking about it, but I want you to tell it again <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> daily habit to keep on track for what? Towards your goals. Towards but my you goals? Said, yep. Be more present in the moment. Be more present in the moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. How do you do that? How do you be more present without just saying that to someone? What's a hack that someone can say? I want to be like Jake and I want to be more present right now. How do they do right. that? Put your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, man. So like be gentle with yourself at first. When you catch yourself thinking in the future, you're thinking in the past, gently bring yourself back into the moment and just be here now. 
And mm -hmm. it's where everything happens. You know, you, you can have all these great goals and aspirations, but if you're a I'll be happy when person, you're never going to be happy because the, the goal in life is not an end destination. You don't just arrive at happiness, okay? Happiness is here now, right? And if you don't decide to be happy in this moment, you're never going to be happy. I love it. I love it. Happiness is here now. I'm writing this down. Happiness is here now. That's a really good one. Mate, who's the most influential person in your career to date? My inner being. Your inner being? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> uh, Jake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, man. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've really learned to tune in to myself and, and I would, I know a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great material out there, a lot of information and don't get me wrong. I love great books and there's amazing people and there's been so many great teachers and spiritual guides in my life and mentors and everything. But ultimately at the end of the day, you're going to do what you need to do because you want to do it. Okay. Right. So your best influence is your own self, right? And, and going within to your own self. And this is probably not an answer you've ever gotten before, but maybe you have, I, I can't, I can't assume. <laughs> so going within your own self and truly getting real with yourself is going to bring you a lot of clarity in life and a lot of guidance. And it just really depends on where the person's at in their life. But you know, uh, one, uh, let me think uh, a really great teacher is Abraham Hicks. I love Abraham Hicks. I don't know if are you familiar with her? I've heard of check her out, man. Awesome. 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 Great, great teacher. Okay. Got and some great YouTube videos. I went to one of her workshops. I mean, like I said, it depends on where the person is in their life, but if they check out Abraham Hicks, they'll be impressed. Awesome. And also okay. check in with your own inner being. That's in there. Check in with your own. Love it. I love that. I'm checking with your own being. And happiness is now. I think that's a huge one. Like you, you can choose to be happy right now. You don't, there's no some sort of station you're trying to go to. Um, so yeah, what has been, or what is the most influential tool in your business? And it could be both software or hardware. Social media. You think I so? Mean, so put your phone down, put your phone down, but also just tweet that right. one thing. <laughs> well, it's like, work. it's like work, man. So like you, you have like the working time when you're present, you're present when you're on, you're on social media and you're using it for a tool and you're not just scrolling. It can be a very powerful tool. You can like, look at this. Me and you are still connected three months later after this, after this event, business right. cards aren't a thing anymore. Connect with people <laughs> on social media. I promise you, like it will, it will change you, but use social media as a tool, not a way to go look at hot chicks or check out what other people are doing. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to call people out, but you see what I'm saying here, right? Yep. Social media is a beautiful thing. If you use it as a beautiful thing, not to abuse it. So I would mm -hmm. honestly, I, I, there's, I don't think there's anything more powerful in, in this in, as a tool it, other than social media to use it properly. But I mean, you're looking for something like probably like no, give me more, I'll be more specific if you want. No, I mean, no, 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 no. That's, 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 that's your tool. That's fantastic. I've had people on, my, on the show that said that their, their tools, the best tool in their business is their phone because they can call people. Right. right? I've had, I've had the best, some people talk about that the best tool in their business is their, their, their personal analysts that they have. You know, <laughs> there's different things for I different people. I think another people. tool too, read is my energy. Listening yeah. to my intuition. And that's probably and, and not it, one you hear too often. It's no, truly and, listening to your spirit. And how to harness that energy for better good, right? Because your story is that you were an overweight kid that was too energetic and someone was wanted to just drug the shit out of you so you didn't have to be a pain in the ass, right? And so harnessing that energy to be for good is what you have to, we all, we all have to harness that inner energy, right? And, and, and making sure that is propelling us forward towards our goals or aspirations or getting started in investing or starting that business or quitting your day job, whatever it might be, it's that energy focused in the right way.
And that's through meditation, right? So I was it's definitely a pain in the ass, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really? <laughs> Dude, I had so much. I mean, I still have so much vibrational energy, but back then it was just like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your biggest failure to date and what did you learn from that failure? Ooh. Well, I've had a lot of them, but yeah, you know, I look at failure probably a little differently than most people do because failing is completely giving up on something, right? And completely just walking away from it and saying, I quit on this. And I've always looked at failure as kind of a way to learn as a tool that we can use to say, okay, let me just recalculate this, you know, as your engineering mind would do. Mm -hmm. and, and you go in and you, and you kind of dig up the pieces and you look at it. And you start to look at yourself in the mirror a little deeper. So failure, you know, is one of those things. But I'm trying to think specifically in my mind, something that I failed at, that really just, you know, there, there's been so many times in my life where I feel like I've failed, I failed, you know, most of my life early on. And then I actually started succeeding in things and, and being successful. Man. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think of one. Fa failing fast, I guess that's could be that's one because you know learning to fail is a hard thing, right? In you itself. know, I think I think one of the failure that I had was you know at first failing to help myself more than I was trying to help other people, and because I, I I just love people, man, and I think that mm -hmm. I was failing because I was I was working more trying to help other people that were resistant to change, and I wasn't working on myself. And I've learned that the more you work on yourself, you work on more other people around you. And for example, right. you know, like John F. Kennedy says, he said, he said uh, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Right. So yeah, man, I mean, I failed to realize that I was pushing myself on people with, with, my, with my philosophies and my theories and my wisdom, people that weren't ready. And right. I, I failed miserably at that a lot. And I got a lot of resistance from a lot of people. So I've learned to really hone that down and just allow the right people to show up in my life. Because if we're focused on the wrong people, we can't allow the right people into our life. 100%. I think that's, that's an incredible um, way to look at it that you, you have to be, again, it goes back to your vulnerability thing. I think what you said at the beginning of the show, that's just like being vulnerable with people brings down barriers and that allows you to connect on a deeper level in order to which to create relationships, you know, friendships, whatever, to grow forward as, as better human beings and or better business people or better, you know, relationships with employees or invest, whatever it might be. It's that, that being, becoming personable. So awesome stuff. Mate, last question is where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to find a lot more about your book, about your podcast. Where can they go? I'm on Facebook heavily. You know, I do a lot of live videos, a lot of content on Facebook as well as Instagram as well. I mean, those are pretty much my two most active social media. And then, like I said, I have the podcast as well. And you can go and check that out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I mean, it's all over the place. So yeah, feel free to reach out to me, shoot me a message. I do my best to reply to people. You know, if you're, if you're needing guidance or whatever you're looking for, you reach out to me. Awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you so much for dropping in. I just want to quickly summarize some of the things that I took away from today's show. And I think the biggest one is at the end, they're talking about happiness is now. It's not, you're not waiting for something to happen in the future. But also another big one is being vulnerable with people is okay. And a lot of us are, have, been, have been trained or you know, put in that corner, that stigma of like, don't be vulnerable with people. Don't let your guard down. You've got to be, you've got to be tough. You've got to be this. You've got to be that. And it goes into the, the, the what we've been talking about the entire show is like, breaking the shackles of what we've been told as children 
to go off. We've got to be successful at this. We've got to have this job. We've got to have this 401k. And we can't harness that in a child to then go and be free to go and pursue a career as an entrepreneur or pursue a career in investing or, or take that next leap of faith into a relationship with someone that you're, you know, you're, you may be hesitant to do, but also having a really positive relationship with yourself. And it all comes around that, that way in which you t- you're being vulnerable with people and being vulnerable with yourself and understanding what makes yourself tick uh, in order to you know, take that next step in, in, in your life. I, I also think some of the hacks that you said today were incredible. You know, um, the meditation hacks, you know, uh, and, and what was the one? It was, this is, this is simple. This is great. This is easy. Or what was it again? This is simple. This is easy. This is fun. This is simple. This is easy. This is fun. I think that is incredible. And something that I encourage every single person listening to the show today to go and start saying every day. And I encourage you to start journaling. And when I mean by journaling, get the thoughts out of your head. Because one thing that Jake did say was that we start to get cluttered. and we get If we're in our head, we're dead. So getting it out of your head on a piece of paper and becoming more mindful and being present. Jake, did I leave anything out, mate? Nah, man, that was it. I would just That's say, it. you know, learn to love and accept yourself for who you are. That's awesome. Well, man, I, on that note, I want to thank you so much for dropping by. Enjoy your rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. Thank you, my brother. Well, there you have it. Another incredible episode jam-packed with some incredible advice and actionable tips and some absolute life hacks. Make sure you do check out all the show notes from today's show up on my website at reedgoosens.com. And make sure that you click on the podcast tab because that's where all the things and links will be to Jake's website and to his podcast and to his Facebook page. Now, make sure you, uh, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. And if you do like this show, please give us a review on iTunes. Remember, we were going to do this all again next week. So take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing.